What's up, all you he-mails and sh- Shasha Banks mails? Because she's fucking horse face. P3 podcast show coming at you pretty soon. We got fatty mashed mash potato Irish boy, uh, handsome McDevil good looker, and uh, the roly-poly twins because they weeble, they wobble, but good Lord, I've seen them both fall down. Stick around. Show's coming. You're listening to The Pittsburgh. Pile Driver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Evening or morning, because, you know, for all you weird idiots who listen in the morning, oh my gosh, I almost tripped over my own foot and fell down. This is the Pittsburgh uh, Poop Driver Podcast. We drive the poops straight into your ear canals, because have you heard the show? Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm uh, one of your stupid hosts, Alec Ransom. I'm, well, I haven't seen an IWC show this weekend, so I'm back to hating everybody. Yes. Hey, you all stop listening. You're the worst. Give me some 49.99s. Uh, <laughs> we also have, uh, you know, the other guys here who cares yep. about them shows over. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyhow, I love anyhow, salty we've, ransom. We've got one of our, uh, nepotism sponsors rolling up in here. Yep. Uh, it's the tiger uppercut. Bomb Tom. Yep. That was uh, uh, the best intro ever. I hope uh, they continue to go that well. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It, let the salt flow forth today. I'll tell you, man. It's, it's coming. It's going to be a real hurtful show. Um, oh, yeah. Very much. We've also got uh, the, the man, the myth, the beef, the legend. Wow. Thanks for the intro, man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I don't uh... – I didn't. I don't watch any wrestling this week, so uh, you know. Um, show's over. Show's yeah. over. Christmas is canceled. Shut it off. Both leaving. Show, show's <laughs> over. Shut it off. Both leaving. Christmas coming. is canceled. We haven't even gotten th- through Thanksgiving. Calm your tits, there. It's, a, it's, it's an old canceled. reference. It's a. It's an old reference, but it checks out. Christmas is canceled. What was that from? It doesn't matter uh, where it's from. Oh, you see what I did? There? It was a rock. Oh. Yeah. That was a rock quote. It doesn't matter where it's from. Come on. All right. And uh, listen, last time we did this podcast, uh, it was great because uh, we were missing. Um, oh, hell, I forget how to do this anymore. I've done so much, I've gone numb. How does it go? Tag me in, I gotcha. Hot tag in, Team Salt and Pepper here. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, last week we were absent one reigning, defending. That's right. Undisputed chooserweight champion of the P3 podcast, Poot the Bard. Baby, how are you guys doing? Salty. No, salty. Tag back, yeah, tag salt back pepper, three. I heard all about it. Hey, I'm not, you I mean, I'm full of flavor. Uh, well, I'm not salty, but, so... but, 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 but I'm not, you know, uh, you know, excited either. So we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll see if this the salt is, spreads. And that's why, and that's why you're bland. So how much? That's why you're bland beef. Bland so how... and mild like you usually are. Oh, bland beef. So let me ask you a question. How much yeah. MSG is in you guys? Oh, tons right now. I bet. I don't know. Listen, listen, do, listen. Do you think, do you think I read the ingredients on what I eat? Fuck no. I need you to move on and stop questioning me on our FDA approval. It's coming. So just wait, you're shut shut up about it. Don't talk about it. Duly noted. We're hey, never. You we're, guys get us in here. By the way, FDA beef, approved. beef. Good job uh, not watching any wrestling this week. Proud of you. And uh, I didn't either. 
I did, though. And uh, I did, too, Tom. So it's going to be you and me carrying these two schlubs, as always, every single week. God um, fucking help me. All right. Well, I will, I will be right back. I'll let you guys take care of the intro. I'll be back in, like, uh, five minutes. Boy, this, is, this episode's getting better and better. Uh, yeah, well, let's, so, uh, um, hey, since, listen. since you're on a roll, why don't you, uh, why don't you thank the sponsors? Oh, boy. Oh, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to listen. Hey, everybody, uh, <laughs> check out our sponsors that do stuff for us, which, uh, which is, um, <laughs> tag. So check out, check out our sponsors. We've got uh, casual gaming dad. He plays video games. I do. So go watch them, go listen to them, go buy shirts from them, especially the P3 podcast shirt that you can buy on uh, casual gaming dad's page of the gold gaming shop Herp, herpy so hey, yeah go get that we oh, actually no. had somebody uh i actually had somebody uh message me specifically about the p3 shirt because they were shut up no i'm serious they they actually wow. they wanted to buy, yeah they wanted to buy one um, fantastic that's they, fantastic i don't they, know who you are but i want to thank you so much on. for buying up for, for wanting to buy a fucking shirt Hold on, Settle let me let, down. Good yeah, lord, you're like a you're like a guy that's never touched the tit before. Holy I know, shit. right? Chasing the hug, beef. Always chasing the hug. Hang on. That's great. Uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> that's great. That would be uh, that would be Pat Shannon. So thank you, Pat. Oh, what a nerd! Wow, hurtful. Stop listening. <laughs> our, our one true fan and and and, and ransoms out to just demolish him. Yeah, the, the only person that I know of that has bought that has bought uh, P3 merchandise. So. You know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that uh, 25 cents of royalties after it's uh, whatever. You know, no, I'm joking. Whatever it is, uh, that'll go back into funding this uh, fantastic cavalcade of misfits. Oh, uh, just a dumpster fire of a listening show. Yes, it. Uh, is. But the other person, but I it's you know what? But it's our interrupting. But it's our dumpster fire. It's our dumpster fire. So oh, it's the worst. <laughs> so beef. Why don't you thank the other one? Yeah, man. Uh, we, we we definitely you're. You're not that bad, man. Uh, we we definitely want to thank uh, Sean Tischler and uh, everything that he has uh, done, uh, specifically in uh, getting our name out there and um, definitely for bringing IWC to the masses and especially to our faces. Um, you know, we um, – two of us will have that had never been to an indie show, and the other two of us had been uh, probably a decade since we've been. So, uh, you know, to be fair – we probably would not have gone had Sean not have been our sponsor. That's true. Uh, so we are so thankful that uh, he had, uh, you know, uh, brought that to our attention. So now that we can enjoy uh, the goodness that is um, IWC. Follow them on Facebook and check them out. And uh, Sean has uh, let us know that there is going to be a future Clayfield show coming probably in March or April of this year. Go uh, after. After the snow has settled and, uh, you know, people aren't going to wreck uh, driving, you know, three and a half hours to the middle of nowhere. But uh, I digress. Right. Oh, by hey, the way. Listen, listen, real talk here for a second. Re no, shut up. No, real no, talk. no. It has to do with um, the sponsor. <laughs> yeah, me too. So why don't you just go burn one and let me do me, okay? I wish I could. Ladies. Go ahead. Ladies. Just let me be me. Why can't you let me be me? I'm, I'm an individual. I'm a unique, delicate flower. Let me be me. <laughs> Not S in the D here. Not S in the Sean D. He did a tremendous job um, getting everything set up and rolling for that Clearfield IWC show. Yeah, Once again, takes... back on the back on the uh, IWC bandwagon here. Um, fantastic. Of best. Yeah, it was. It was a moment of light in a dark, dark wrestling world that I live in. Thank you, Sean. That was a great show, and we very much appreciated you hooking us up with the 
with the front row tickets. It was an uh, event that I will I will not forget. Um, and Sean also has a uh, a group on Facebook, um, IWC Clearfield. And uh, if you want to see if you want to see what's going to be going on in the Clearfield area, if you're anywhere near there, or if you just want to, I don't know, for whatever reason, join a group uh, about IWC chat. But it's going to be more specifically for what's going on in Clearfield. So I'm sure once uh, once Sean has those details ironed out, um, as far as when the next event is coming through there, it'll be posted in that group. So go Stop request bragging, Sean. Listen, listen to Tom punching up on the fly, coming up with a great way to sponsor Sean. Thank you so much, Tom. That's what that's I why, fucking do, Beef. I spice it up on the fly. And, and you uh, are the master of segues. So please give us a segue. Hey, guess what uh, we're going to talk about, guys? We're going to talk about wrestling. Haha, <laughs> segwayed. Yep, there you go. Burn! <laughs> Burn! Nailed it! Yeah, I don't uh, need to talk about with wrestling, so you guys go ahead. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know where you what you want me to segue to first. Oh, uh, oh, oh, let's talk about the drunk flare flop. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about the drunk flare. So I haven't had a chance to see it, but I have read oh. numerous reports. Tom, why don't you regale us? Because I think you are the only one. Well, you, you and Poot, but uh, Poot's... You know, uh, so. Um, so basically, uh, in typical Ric Flair fashion, as of the last, you know, how many years now? Um, I mean, I know he's had health issues and stuff like that, so I'm not ragging on him for that. But man, either either he just does not have the ability to like cut a promo anymore, or he was just like a little sauced, and I can't tell which because he was definitely a little slurry and a little. Uh, a little distracted because he was like kind of talking to people in the crowd too and stuff like that. He made some sort of comment to somebody who he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I knew your mom. And I'm like, that what? crotchety old bastard was exactly. so drunk. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, now was, look, I, I watched a, a clip of it and I can't tell. <sighs> I've seen Ric Flair promos from like years ago, not like on screen promos, but like, you know, when he would be at like, um, I don't know, Q&A events, things like that, where people would record. And you could tell, you could definitely tell Drunk Flair. But Drunk Flair in that environment seemed different than slurry, discombobulated Flair from last night. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, he, he's well documented, well documented with enjoying the sauce. But it just <laughs> no, it didn't well seem documented. like Drunk Ric Flair from, you know, all those different Q&As that I've seen where he's been hammered. It... it it almost seemed like kind of like just mentally out of it, Ric Flair. But I could be 110% dead wrong. It just seemed I mean, a little bit dude, different. The dude is in what, his 70s, his 80s, right? Like 70s. I think 70s? he's 70. Well, no, but he's in his 70s. He's got to be older than that, man. He, 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 oh, if, if that, if, if he's only 70 years old, like, <laughs> fuck, the business has a hell of a toll on the body, which we know. But I mean, you know, Ric Flair. Since his return um, back in the early 2000s, he's really kind of, I think, lost a step. But he's still Ric Flair, so you still give him the benefit of the doubt. You say, okay, well, it's just Rick. You know, he's he's had an incredible legacy, so you kind of give him a pass on a couple things. Um, and, I, you know, if it, so if he was, in fact, stoned, hammered, whatever you want to say, if he wasn't backed out, it was Gord. You know, I think the real issue is is that he really needs some help and not to be trotted out 
in front of, you know, audiences just for a blood money show. I think that they need to really kind of help him fix his life as opposed to, you know, saying, oh, hey, Rick, we need you for a Saudi Arabia show. That's another reason why I think it might not have been alcohol related, because everybody has seen when somebody comes out to the ring who is inebriated, whether it's booze or drugs. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Scott Hall do it before. Jeff Hardy oh. in TNA, good Lord, mm. that was bad. And you know that Ric Flair has a shotgun mouth. So I, that's another thing that leads me to believe that maybe it was just a decline in overall health and not drunk. Because I don't think they would have let him gone out there. I don't, was, that, was that the right way to say it? I don't think they would have let him gone out there. I don't know, it sounds weird. I don't think they would have let him out of the curtain. Out. Yeah, I don't think they would have let him out of that curtain drunk to go down there with a live mic knowing that he can just veer off course at any second. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're much, much more careful with that kind of thing. So I don't think they would have let him gone out there drunk. And if he's that uh... visibly slurring his words, I don't know how he would have been able to be composed backstage. And then goes out to the ring and is all, you know, sloppy Sally. Well, but the, the, the other thing you got to remember is that, you know, Vince has done a lot of unseemly things in the name of these blood money shows. So... Uh, well, all right. That's a fair argument. I mean... That's fair. Pushing out a 70-plus-year-old 70 70 legend, uh, a septuagenarian, uh, who is, you know, probably well, well sauced. And saying, yeah, just go out there and entertain him. I, you know, I don't think that's beyond Vince's capabilities. Uh, and I mean, no. you know, I, I think I think Triple H probably should have a say in it, but he probably doesn't because, again, Vince sees dollar signs and he's like, go make it, make you it know, happen. Speaking of Vince and dollar signs, how funny is it that a few weeks ago or a month ago or however long ago it was, we were on this stupid podcast talking about freaking. You know, Ric Flair and his possible lawsuit against the WWE and being blackballed, not being back, you know, not being allowed back and Charlotte going to get punished for it. And now all of a sudden, bam, back on TV. There he is. The man is uh, no wonder. No wonder they call him Slick Rick. He yep. can find his way in any hole. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it's. I was actually I was actually thinking the same thing. You just kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It, it, how quickly the tides can tides can change in the world of wrestling just the uh, smallest little thing and you know what the really the the really interesting thing is is that i don't think any of us heard anything through the rumor mills and the dirt sheets about anything getting settled or anything like that so how it just kind of dropped how, off the face of nowhere yeah it's like how quickly and how easily something just can get kind of swept away if they really want it to well, oh, yeah. when the great, when the when when the great Archduke Bishop, whatever they have, King over in Saudi Arabia, tells you that they want Andre the Giant and Randy Savage, and you clearly can't deliver Andre the Giant and Randy Savage, you do the best, you do the next best thing, which yeah, counteroffers better. Hogan and Flair, Hogan yeah. and Flair, you know, people from that same time frame, big names. So again, you know, the power of the almighty Saudi dollar goes a hell of a long way, at least with Vince McMahon. Do you think that's what happened? Do you think that those Saudi Arabian people were like, hey, we want, you know, this old name, this old name, this old name, because they think that that's still what's going on, and Vince was like, hey, how about we bring Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair over? Like, yeah, do you think that's why what not, happened? Man? Why? I mean, Hogan has been blacklisted for the last 
what five seven years ever since he dropped the n-word um he's been back so though like hasn't he, he? this is his first tested, time back no but they but they've tested the waters every now and again um they kind of dipped their toe in it but you know okay. we're also very quickly to, to, to withdraw this is his first kind of real extended uh you know focus and then obviously you know flair is going to be flair and that whole discussion aside, you know, they're, they, they are, you know, if, if, if you build a Mount Rushmore for, uh, for wrestling, and I think it'd be a great conversation starter, but if you build a Mount Rushmore for wrestling, that was tough. those two guys, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, one of those two guys is going to make it, if not both of them, depending on who you talk to. So, like, to have those two, arguably two of the biggest names of all time, um, you know, headlining the show that they – aren't too keen on the newer stuff it's a it's a win-win for everybody except for you know people with common decency and morals so hey i want to do a quick pause here real quick we can come back to the saudi show or drunk flair or whatever but since you mentioned it before i forget because i am having a few of the the beers tonight the um, beers yeah i do want to do this little tidbit real quick so is Poot even here is he still here oh he's here he's just muted his microphone okay um I, I want to know who would be on your wrestling Mount Rushmore from like 80s, 90s, 2000, and today. One person from each of those eras. Who are the four people that you put on the wrestling Mount Rushmore? Uh, I, got, I got this one pretty easy. Go for it. Uh, so 80s would, uh, would have to be Hogan. Because just because he kind of brought it mainstream to everybody. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Flair Flair's a legend in his own right, which is uh, okay. Let I got I gotta tiptoe this carefully because I'm not promoting the Saudi show. I want I'm not gonna watch it. The fact that they're trotting these two out here and the WWE still has to rely on them or the Attitude Era to put any anybody over nowadays or get ratings nowadays. Instead, they're using they use them the wrong way and don't give the rub to the younger talent. But that's something all together separate. But Hogan brought it mainstream, so I think '80s would probably be Hogan. Uh, '90s would be Stone Cold. Um, the 2000s, I mean, I'd probably have to say Cena, as much as uh, as much as people you know probably really can't stand him or you know. He's the most polarizing man and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, he, you know, he kept the things going. Ma he kept it going for a good bit of the time there in the 2000s. Uh, and current, I would say... Mm, I don't know. I mean... I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody from today, but like, you know, I don't know, like mid... Mid two thousands, from like two thousand ten to now. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Let me let me let me go back one. Well, no, okay. Hogan, Austin, Cena, and Y two J. Because Y two J spans all times. He is much like Salt and Pepper here, uh, a timeless classic. So timeless classic. Yes. Beef, who are you going to throw on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? So <clears throat> oh, here's the thing. I, I, I literally have two because there's one for a Mount Rushmore of wrestling and one for a Mount Rushmore of entertainment in oh, wrestling. Ooh. Okay, all so right. If, if the, so, so, so if we're talking entertainment, it's Hogan, 
Um, it's The Rock, it's Cena, and it's Reigns. Because those are your four guys who are faces are everywhere. If we're talking wrestling, we're talking Savage. Um, we're talking HBK. We're talking uh, probably CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Oh, my. Well, okay. All right. So I'm not going to do one for entertainment. I'm just going to do one for wrestling. Um, so for- mine would be 80s would be Flair. Because I, I really think that in the eighties he could he, he could have wrestled a broomstick, like straight up like actual wrestling. He could have wrestled a broomstick and made it entertaining and probably would have lost. Because, <laughs> you know, let's face it, Rick Flair lost most of the matches he was in, but damn it, if he wasn't, you know, one of the <laughs> you know, best pro wrestlers of all time. So I'd say Flair. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with my boy HBK. Um For the, mm, for the two thousands, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Eddie Guerrero because uh, wrestling wise, he was the man never missed a beat in the ring. Let's face it, you know when he when he was wrestling, the dude never missed a beat. He was damn well spot on. Uh, And then for today, I will say um, probably Jericho. So. That's a that's a really good Mount Rushmore. So we're saying eighties, nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties today? No, eighties, nineties, early two thousands, and then like yeah. oh. two thousand ten to now. Oh, this is this is easy. In the eighties, I'm gonna say it's easy to like not no, no offense to you guys who picked them, but it's like it's Ric Flair. I mean, you could say you. To be perfectly honest with you, you could even say Ric Flair into the early 2000s. You That's could. That's true. Um, true. But like, and you could say Hulk Hogan. I'm yeah, Wrestling-wise, I don't think I'd say Hogan. Entertainment-wise, yes. Wrestling-wise, no. For the 80s, I'm going to go with, I'm going to throw Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm going to say Savage for the 80s. Granted, he was coming up, but he had something that not a lot of other guys had. He had so much kind of flash and, well, pardon the pun, flair that like that was that was kind of like isolated to guys like Ric Flair or um, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers or um, Adrian Adonis when he was doing the Pretty Boy Adrian Adonis thing, right? <coughs> Okay. So so we have Macho Man. Then for the 90s, man, I'm really going to have to say, um, oh, man, that's tough for the entire 90s. I'm going to say Bret Hart. <laughs> I'm going to say Bret Hart. Oh, Stay, God. I know. Ransom's having a stroke. I know. Yeah, Ransom's no, going to have a stroke. You immediately called no. him to have a stroke. No. St- hold on for a second. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say, because Bret Hart, like, he was so popular into the the early 90s. He helped carry through the, the kind of not-so-good time of the, um, like, whenever it was, like, a lot of, like, the, you know, the, the career characters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, he through the lean years, he was the one who, like, the kids loved, drew in the kids and helped them get through that 
to push the place forward. Yeah, it eventually bit him in the ass with the Montreal screw job and him getting a big head on his shoulders. But he, I mean, he was pervasive, man. Everybody knew Brett the Hitman Hart. It wasn't until the late 90s that Shawn Michaels really, really rose to prominence. Like, really became a true household name and part of the wrestling zeitgeist. Now, for the early 2000s, <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to go with. Oh, man, this is also really hard. I mean. It's hard not to say John Cena. Like, it's it's really hard not to say Cena. Because he was, you know, it's it's rare that someone like him comes around like a Hogan or a. Uh, a Hogan or a uh, Bruno San Martino or something like that. And um, now for today, I'm uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega. I'm gonna That's go with cool. Omega. He's so good in the ring; everything he touches turns to gold, and he he had the foresight for the bullet club and for and for AEW to make AEW happen and use and take and grab that proverbial brass ring. So that's what mine would be. Now I'd like to mind, jump off that if if, uh, if I could. Go ahead, well, Tom. I was just gonna say, I mean keep in mind I, like whenever I was making my stuff, don't get me wrong, like uh, Hogan's wrestling ability was shit, you know, but yeah the but worst just, but just as far as like, but just as far as when when you say rest like household it, names. Thank you. Yeah, household names that I'm saying like, despite their wrestling ability or despite their impact on entertainment, like they were like when you talk about wrestling in the '80s, even to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, they know who Hulk Hogan is, or they know who Stone Cold is, or they know who John Cena is. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's that's kind of what I was going based off of. But I do like. I do like all the other uh, suggestions that you have there. And it's the the thing is, is like nowadays it's so hard when you start getting in the conversation of like greatest of all time or, you know, stuff like that. Cause you, really do, you do have a yeah. lot of people that, uh, you know, uh, that are really, really up there in the conversation. But go ahead, Beef. What were you going to say? Yeah. So, so since there's no, I mean, honestly, there's not a lot happening in wrestling right now. Um, as far as like the weekly serials go, like, yeah, you got the Velasquez, the Lesnar thing, but we beat that to death. Poot, you brought up a great point. And, and I, and I want to touch on this as because I think this one. is interesting, as is your one. Yes. Uh, the, uh, your, your Mount Rushmore pick for like now, Kenny Omega. Two years ago, Without a doubt, I agree. Like, that guy is, like, the face of... Maybe not the face of wrestling, but, like, the, the guy who I pegged to be the future. But, since he lost to Chris Jericho at... Um, what was the name of the event? Um, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. Since he lost to Chris Jericho, I think AEW has dropped the ball with Kenny Omega so hard. This guy... So... As good as they're doing with Jericho, and uh, you know that—that's all Chris Jericho because he's—he's he's a fucking golden goose, man. He's gonna keep laying these eggs for you. But Kenny Omega should be, by all accounts, the face of your franchise. He's got the look, he's got the talent, he's got the mic skills, he's got the brains. 
but they it's it's almost like they're cutting off their nose to spite their face with him and their <clears> butt. <throat> uh where they're not necessarily giving them the rubs that they should have just because they're like VPs. I look, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I think honestly now seeing it develop I think it's for two reasons they're not doing that with Omega to make him the absolute face and make him the initial champion and stuff like that. First of all, Jericho has name recognition, so he's helping them with the casual fan. Second of all, Omega, he I think he has the wherewithal along with the Bucks and Cody to go, okay, if we make Omega the champion, first of all, everyone's predicting that. Second of all, you know, it'll be like, oh, the owners are pushing themselves, and that looks bad. On the company. Third of all, Omega is going to look really, really good being an underdog. Being like, man, he was this big top star in New Japan. Now he's in AEW. And it's even his own company. And he's just not doing great. So he has to kind of prove himself again. And that's really cool to see kind of Omega rebuild himself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear you. I just, you know, I, I feel like... So there's uh, the old analogy in sports that you ride the hot hand. Uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you bench your quarterback and the new one comes in and he's on fire, you know, conventional wisdom says you should put the guy who's better in, but you got to ride the guy who's giving you the best chance to succeed. And again, I don't say – I'm not saying that that's not Jericho. I think that Jericho is a wonderful pick for the top star of the company. And you're 100% right. He's going to get you name recognition with all the people who are flipping channels and go, oh, my God, is that Chris Jericho? But – uh, I mean, just like two years ago, Kenny Omega was was lighting the world on fire with his matches with Kazushika Okada, um, and basically matches with anybody. He was turning out five star matches left and right, so as to earn the title of the best bout machine. Um, and I, I I don't think that that's necessarily, and, and and I'm not just talking about the booking of Kenny Omega. That's part of it, but I think that they're kind of hamstringing him with his style and the length of matches. For example, uh, the Omega versus Pac match, which was to make up for the Omega Moxley match not being there, but the Omega Pac match I felt was probably the biggest letdown on the all-out card. I think it's I because expected it was that rushed. match to be Yeah, it well, it, it felt like they only had what like maybe 13 to 15 minutes. I felt like that match probably could have taken 20 25 minutes, give them a good solid story to play out and then let that you know let that happen organically but you're 100 right it was rushed and that's what i'm saying i, I think that they're kind of hamstringing him well, and even on dynamite like you're not seeing a ton of kenny omega and you, when you are it's moxley's in his shadow so like did you watch did you watch him versus janela on dark i didn't i, I have oh, not watched any AEW dark no nah, oh, i haven't either God. so you if you have any doubts about <clears throat> kenny and like what they're gonna do with him and everything like that my god you need to watch that match it is stupid good. <laughs> stupid good. Like, AW Dark is fantastic. It's I have really no doubt. fun. What do you, you think say? That, do you think that, like, the whole... I don't know, Jericho winning the first world title, first AEW world title, or AEW title, whatever it's called. Um, like, I, I, the way I see that is they're, they're putting that on an established veteran. You know, a guy who, by all accounts, after everything that he's done, 
should be able to roll into your company and win the world title. You know, look at everything that he's done. I feel like that's probably, you know, that's the reason why they did that. Um, and then, you know, with, with Kenny, I don't know if they're starting over necessarily with him, but I, I feel like with Kenny Omega, like he's going to, he's going to be the AEW champion. There's, you know, who, who on earth is ever going to dispute that? Like that's going to happen. But I feel like they want some build up with him. Like you want to build him up not just be like, okay, AEW's here. Kenny Omega's your champion. But bing bong bang. Well, that's you know, uh, Kenny Omega seems like a guy that they want to do a build up for. And that's a good thing because that would that would draw a lot more doing a build oh, yeah. up with him. Absolutely. That would that would invest me a lot more in him than it would Okay, yep. we're going to introduce the AEW Championship, and whammo, it's all of a sudden on Kenny Omega. Yeah, exactly. And I, but, and exactly but it, it's that climb up the mountain. Yeah, but and it feels it like they're... To, it gets you to yeah. invest in somebody who isn't necessarily a household name for for fans that aren't like a hardcore wrestling fan or know the indies or know New Japan or anything like that, where Jericho was somebody that was, again, you know, already a household-established name, <laughs> the smart thing to put the title on him in the first place. Now, when you get a chance and you get somebody emotionally invested, because Kenny Omega has that personality that he wants you, that it's easy to get emotionally invested in Kenny Omega. Like, here's a, a perfect example. And I've said it before about different heels in the business. I have heels like when we were at the IWC show and we were chanting for Mandime. Mandime has some sort of, he just has that certain it factor where I'm like, yeah, I want to know more about him or I want to cheer him or boo him. He, he get, he garners, he garners some sort of reaction from me. There's other heels in the business like Bobby Lashley, who I could give two shits about. Like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't have any sort of presence that wants to, wants me to get emotionally invested one way or the other. Kenny uh -oh. Omega does. So that's that's my theory on that. But yes, he, he, the a build up but, with him uh, will will definitely pay off in the long run. But here's the thing, and now I don't know how much like being the elite, uh, their YouTube show is, is 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 canon or how much is bleeding in because I only catch snippets of it. But like what I've seen of the last couple episodes, and and. Really, with what's going on with Kenny Omega, it really feels like they're tuning him up for a heel turn, which is like I'm 100 on on board with what you guys are saying. Let's you know break Kenny Omega, build him up from the bottom. Fine, great, I agree. But if they push him, if if they, because I, I I think that the Moxley match, I think that he's probably going to be the one who's not getting the most cheers. I think that Moxley will get the most cheers during that match. So I feel like maybe they're setting him up for some sort of a heel turn, which I feel would be a horrific mistake at this point while adding – so it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because Kenny Omega does need the depth to his character, and I think that Kenny plays a better heel than he does a face, to be fair. To be fair. So you think he plays a better heel to a face, but I, you don't want him to turn heel. Right, because – to you guys' point, to, to Yen's point, um, <clears throat> this this whole build-up thing only works if he's an underdog babyface. And right now they got that going on with him with, with, with his losing streak and everything else. Like, they, they, they have that 
set up in place. So they could easily go that route, and it would be fantastic. But they could also go the route where, you know, he loses a bunch, he snaps, and it becomes a heel. And I don't think that that's best for AEW business right now, even though I think that, yes, he does play a better heel. I think that they need to face Kenny Omega to win the title at some point relatively soon so that he can establish himself as the face of that franchise and so that they can give him the kind of matches that he really excels in, which are the ones that will, which are the journeyman matches that will go 20, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, so why you got to, you got to also take into consideration. Cody's even said it. And I understand that to a degree, I agree and disagree with, uh, you know, with, with JR's statement in, when when Cody talked about having faces and heels, he said he didn't want that, uh, you know, before they started getting on TV and stuff. He says, we don't want to have these defined baby faces and heels. And JR is like, well, you, I tried telling him, like, you got to have that at some point because you got to have a protagonist and an antagonist. But you also have, you know, the shades of gray, which which Kenny could probably do. He could if he's mm. a if they bill him as a heel at some point he would probably end up being like an Adam Cole where he's a heel, but everybody fucking loves him. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, that's, I think that's probably the best example that I can use currently right now. Look at the undisputed era. Heel faction has all the gold. How many, how many people still fucking chant Adam Cole, baby fucking everybody does. So I, I, I see where you're coming from beef. And I agree that, if you're going to do an underdog buildup, yeah, it works better if you're a quote unquote face, but they could very easily just stop and, and stop on a dime and have, you know, one, one show you can have some sort of scenario that changes somebody from face to heel or heel to face in an instant. All, all it takes is a simple quote unquote betrayal or some sort. You can make that happen easily. You just got to have a bigger heel betray him. Exactly. And who's and a bigger then, heel in AEW right face. now? Who's a bigger heel in AEW right now that could betray Kenny Omega if need be? Jericho or oh, anybody yeah. from well, that I mean, they faction? Could, they could still do the whole, you know, underdog Kenny Omega chasing the title, but what what what's to say they can't do that a little down the road? Why do they have to do that now? Exactly. Like That's why does exactly. he have to be the one where they do that now and he's the one that takes it off of Jericho? Let him be the fourth or fifth AEW champion. I mean, what does it really matter if, you know, they do this sort of heel, bad guy, swarmy, whatever turn, whatever you want to call it with him. They could do it now, ride it for a while, and then, Giggity. you know, make the clear switch back to him as a good guy and then start that underdog, scrappy chase for the title at that point. Well, my concern with that is the same concern I have with them not pulling what? the trigger with Ben Balor. <laughs> These guys have been around for a long while. <coughs> they are not getting any younger. And I think that in both cases, Balor and Kenny Omega, both of them could make arguments for being like the quote-unquote face of a franchise if done right. Um, so, and, and I'm not just saying that because they're both Bullet Club leaders. Um, wait, was Finn in the, Yeah, Finn was a bullet. What, what am I thinking? Um, but yes, I mean, so, uh, you know, I... Can't you be like the face said, of a franchise without being the champion? 
it's an interesting quandary, isn't it? I yeah, I mean, you're can't right. you be the face of the AEW franchise, but Jericho's your champion? I mean That's fair. That's I don't, that, I, that's a fair I'm point. not you know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not trying to be a uh uh uh, uh what's the word? Like Tag uh, <laughs> No, I, I'm not trying to be like a, you know, controvert, not uh, contradictory dickhead here, but, but I'm, yeah, like, I'm not trying to be that. I'm just saying like, can't we, can't Kenny Omega be the face of your company, but just not hold the belt? Well, perfect, example, perfect example would be Roman Reigns is the face of WWE right now, but who are the champs? Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, it happened with, with Cena too. Like he was the face of the company, you know, for, you know, such a long time, even after he didn't have that championship anymore. It was still, right. you know, when you thought of John Cena, you, you're WWE, you thought of John Cena, vice versa. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's a good call. Good good call. I had I had not thought of that. So that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's a wonderful point. Yes, sir. Team, um, salt, just, team salt and pepper bringing the flavor to your face hole, beef. <laughs> I guess. I guess, Time right? Um, so... I don't know. Speaking uh, of face Tom, holes, yes. Beef. Give us, give, give, give us a segue, Tom. I got no fucking segue. I was gonna say, speaking of face holes, why don't you open yours mouth a little bit more and segue us into something else, beef? Okay, great. Well, uh, since we're just kind of shooting off the cuff here, as we normally do, um, just a real quick thought, because now that we're talking about Cena, it's got my synapses firing on Cena. How much? Ew. So. Him disappearing. So he's he's been in the news uh, recently talking about how he, he doesn't feel like he'll ever truly retire from WWE. He'll be a guy that comes and does like spot appearances and things, and probably a match here or there, which I'm 100% fine with. Uh, it, it feels like there's a lot more goodwill to Cena now that he's gone versus when they were shoving him down your throat every fucking like two and a half episodes. So you would think that they would, like, learn their lesson from that, right? Like, now that Cena, when, when Cena comes back, it's always, like, a big ovation, and people really appreciate what he's done and everything else. Like, you would think that maybe that that would kind of make a, make, make a mark with Vince and no. say, hey, you know what? Maybe we're doing this Roman thing the wrong way. Nope. Well, well I don't think he'll ever get that. I honestly don't. Because it happened with Cena. And it happened with Roman. People booed anytime his music hit. It was a chorus of boos. He announces that he's got cancer. He goes away. He comes back he's and announces remission. he's beaten cancer. I am back. And for two to three weeks, it was cheers <clears throat> for him. Yep. His music came out and people loved it. They loved to see him back. The conquering hero. He beat the biggest opponent ever. And he's back. But they went right back on the rails of what they did before, which was shoving him down everybody's throats, and it went right back to the chorus of booze. Well, and the I... WWE is not going to learn their lesson with that. Whoever, well, until until Vince is gone. Let's let's put a little asterisk there, because Vince McMahon sees the guys that he wants, and he's and he says to himself, "These are the guys. They're the main event. They're the stars." And it doesn't matter what the crowd reaction is to them. Vince pushes them because he wants to push them. So do you think that the boos were not necessarily because like because it was Roman and people became conditioned over the years to do that? But do you think it was because um, 
because people were like, oh, here's an opportunity to reset his character. We're behind him. Do it right. And two weeks later, it's like, yep, same old shit. Well, I th- yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it was. So you don't I think, think if they would have done something different with his character, I think the crowd reaction would have been a lot different. You know, like I think if. Yeah. You know, and you could fantasy book it up and down. But my, my true belief is, is that, it, you know, if he came back, did that, you know, one or two week thing where he beat cancer. He's back, you know, conquering hero. And then suddenly there is this vicious and, and like un, unprecedented heel turn. Where he just mutilates, I, uh, you know, who was who did he? Did he come back and get all you know chummy chummy again with Seth Rollins? Is that what happened? Um, uh, it wasn't Seth happened. Rollins. But it he, was wasn't it D- Daniel Bryan after the whole? I don't know. No, he came back no, with, when was, he first it, came it, back. It was Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yes. So he comes back and he does the whole Superman good guy, you know truth, justice, and the American way thing for a week, maybe two. And then immediately just destroys Seth Rollins, makes this ungodly heel turn. I mean, brutalizes him to the point where Seth Rollins has to get taken out on a stretcher. And then he cuts a scathing promo on the crowd. You boo me week in and week out, no matter what I do, no matter who I beat, no matter how good I am. You boo me, you boo me, you boo me. And now all of a sudden you want to cheer me because I come back from this cancer thing? Go, go after yourselves. And I, if he, if he would have, they would have heel turned him right then and there. I bet there would have been a massive difference in crowd reaction to him. Massive. But it, it wasn't. It was the same old shtick. It's the big dog. Ooh, ah, Superman punch, spear, one, two, three. <laughs> Gets up on the ropes and shakes his head like that. Same old thing. And people remember what it was before he went away. They went, They remember exactly what it was before he went away. And and now they're booing him again. The same thing happened with Cena. If you go and look back, when Cena was out with an injury, when Cena would come back, he would get a massive crowd pop. His first time back, massive crowd pop. Then it was the same old shtick, same old shtick. Come out, salute, dog tag kissy. Let's go to work, boys. Run to the ring. Burr, 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 burr. It was old. They started booing him again. I mean, so <coughs> let me, let me. So, aren't they doing better with Roman Reigns now, though? Because they're not a, not immediately putting him in the main event, not immediately putting the title on him. Yeah, yeah like, but they're I, doing they're doing schlocky crap with him. Very schlocky. They are. It's, it's, it's You're bad. both right. You're both right. But he's not in the main event. So <laughs> they you are find schlocky that's... for me. Uh, kind of like. You know, it, it, like wash, rinse, repeat, cheesy, kind of like, oh gosh, golly, we know where this is going. He's the okay. hero. Oh, he's down. Now it's time for him to come back. Yay, he comes out on top. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair formulaic, formulaic, formulaic. Well, I there think you go. that's well, one of the things that 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 the smart. I don't know if it's the smart fans, but I think that's the thing that the WWE fans rebel against is the constant repetition of. Good guy comes out. Yay, good guy. Good guy gets down. Oh, no. Here comes the comeback. It's the same old thing like with Hulk Hogan. He gets beat up. He's stand up. You punch, punch, yeah. punch. Big boot, big floppy leg. One, two, three. Yeah, and but- then super surprise Hogan face. I can't believe I did it. Look at me. <laughs> but I, I think because back then that was easier to swallow is because people didn't know any better. Not only about storylines or about what wrestlers were capable of or what kind of storytelling they were capable of. But I think that was a leftover 
thing from the territory days because in the territories you hear people talk about all the time how they used to work um they used to work matches like the same match the in, exact same you match. know what yep. 20 different times over the course mm -hmm. of you know, two months no, in I, different I places. Agree. I think that's exactly what it is. I think WWE's character scheme uh, is not evolving with the times. I mean, you I look agree. at AEW, AEW's character schemes are new. Not just not just the personalities or the faces in the ring. Like, the character schemes are new. Whereas WWE's, you know, like their match layout, it's the same as it was in the 80s for the top good guy. Same with Hogan. Same with Rock, same with Cena, same with Roman Reigns. It's just, it's the same playbook that they're using, and you got to evolve your playbook as the times. Why you know, was go on. why was though? Why was yes? Uh, like I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Why was it digestible for us whenever The Rock did it though? But we're criticizing Hogan and Reigns and Cena. Well, I, we're criticizing Hogan now. I don't think anybody was criticizing Hogan then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think when Hogan was doing it, that was, you know, it was, yes, the good guy has made a comeback and the good guy has won. You know, and I think, I think when The Rock was doing it, it was still, it was still in that, in that acceptable range. And, and now, you know, it's for people who are in there, 30s 40s 50s who watched since hogan's era you know what i mean like it's you can expect the same thing in a roman's reigns roman reigns match as you did in a hulk hogan match and, and, and that, that becomes stale it's 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 not just that i mean culture itself and this is kind of a microcosm for the world that we live in but i mean everybody's got a voice now with the internet and twitter and facebook and instagram and Everything fucking else, man. Like, everybody's got an opinion, and they're going to put it out there. And, like, even, like, for The Rock, the internet was still, like, in its infancy during that time frame. Like, if you if you go back in time and, and, and you put, like, the internet around and, and smart marks around whenever Hogan was there, whenever The Rock was there, you, you would probably get the same, like, kind of counterculture... Um, pockets of booze that that cena got and that reigns got yeah you get that opposition be, be because they're because these this this group of people out there are like hey we hate this guy really me too hey let's all start booing him okay the problem with hogan was is that hogan was always mr america pardon the pun he was always the guy that wore the flag on his shoulders that had the cross on his chest man he told you to, to, to stay off drugs and, and to drink your milk and you could grow up big and strong like the Hulkster. Like, to oppose Hogan, even to say, like, a negative word about him was, like, almost like you were, like, spitting in the face of, like, good morals, which is ironic given what Hogan and Vince were doing at the time, but I digress. Take your vitamins, you know? yeah, like the character, your vitamins the drink your You were spitting in the face of, like, the American way. Exactly. You know, Hulk Hogan was the wrestling equivalent to the comic book Superman. Truth, justice, and the American way. 100%. You know what I mean? So, like, who's going to root against, you know, back in the day, who's going to root against Superman? When the new Superman comic came out, you wanted Superman to win. You wanted him to beat the bad guy. You wanted him to come out on top. And you wanted to see him standing there in the Superman pose at the end of that comic book. The same thing with Hulk Hogan. You wanted to see Hulk Hogan conquer the bad guy. You wanted to see him come out on top. You wanted to see the comeback. 
see the punches, see the big boots, see the leg drop. You wanted that. But now when there's, like you said, beef, if the internet had been around back then, I bet there would have been a lot more dissension and a lot more opposition to Hulk Hogan. So I, I just like the fact I'm imagining Hulk Hogan going, say your prayers, take your vitamins, drink your milk, and get mad about your daughter dating an African-American. Whoa, brother. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> like, I mean, that. I, I'm sorry. And then also sitting there, oh, I can't believe that that's happening. Right, my friend's wife? Stupid Hulk Hogan. Um, like... I, I, you're not wrong. Like it's, it, there is something appealing to that. I mean, if done right in today's wrestling, you know, climate, it can be done well. But you have to have a little more drama. It still, it still can be the conquering hero. You wanted to see the conquering hero beat the, the evil, the, you know, the evil heel. Mm-hmm. But I like it. It just has to be more in depth. Other than okay, we're having a match. Here's your face. Here's your heel. Go. But the what do I know, is, right? Is, I mean, you know, Vince, Vince, I think, and, and that, that I think you, you said this, Ransom, that the, the playbook has not evolved. And Vince doesn't get the fact that wrestling fans, for the most part, want to see back and forth action. They want to see a good paced, you know, 15, 20, 25 minute match, regardless of who goes over. If you put a good match out there, fans will appreciate that, uh, i.e., um, um, Drew, I must call him Gulak, um, McIntyre versus Ricochet last night. Like, McIntyre won, but from all accounts, it was a pretty damn good match. Versus another match last night, Alistair Black versus, you know, uh, uh, Johnny Dadbod. Um, yeah, who the hell was Dadbod? that? Who was basically that? Basically, I, I have no fucking clue. Basically a squash. Like, it was. And, and the worst part is, like, I, I watched... And I've been pretty true to my word with not watching too much wrestling, but I watched a little bit of that match specifically. And Alistair Black was not getting a couple licks in, like he, like Johnny Dadbod was actually like beating up on him. If you're gonna book a squash, book a fucking squash. Don't book a perma squash where you let Johnny Dadbod look okay for five seconds. No, have fucking Alistair Black go out there, eviscerate the guy, and be done with it. But my point here is that the, both the squash. And the uh, the the superhero main event face guy are formulaic pieces of history that I think don't work anymore, <clears throat> and that that the wrestling has evolved, and I think the fans have evolved, and their tastes have evolved. So you have to cater to that, and and that's what I think Vince is missing the the crucial pieces. Yeah, when it, when you boil it down, it's. Vince is doing the same thing with his top stars now as he did with his top stars in the 80s. Yep. There's not a whole lot of, of, of there's not a whole lot of new plays in the playbook. So I think fans become, I don't know if jaded is the right word, but they get bored a lot easier now than they did back then. Now, and I believe that that's the case is that, you know, people got bored with Cena. People got bored with Roman Reigns because it was the same old thing all the freaking time. Do you think that's a side effect of the advent of like social media, the internet, and having things now, 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 now? I honestly yeah. don't. Oh, part of it. Go ahead, then, Beef. No, I no, and that that kind of goes back to my point that we were talking about earlier uh, about about the internet being around and be, about people just being contrarians to be contrarians. 
everybody's got a voice and everybody gets things immediately. Uh, things that we used to have to like, go to a library and look up in books to find out, we can find out in two and a half seconds now. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it, Poot. I, I, I think that people, you know, they, you know, look at the last topic I was just talking about, about, about Kenny Omega getting over uh, now as opposed to later. People want it now, but then as soon as they get it, that it's 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 satiated and they're like, okay, I'm done with this. Give me something else. And, and, and that's, that's tough to keep up with. Well, and I think that's also one of the reasons why – can you imagine, especially going to see something like Clearfield X and seeing those guys who are on the indies absolutely busting their asses all the way from uh, Mambo Italiano all the way up to Jackson Argos and um, Facade? You know, some of these guys, you know, I'm sure Facade and Jackson Argos make not crazy money, but they, they probably are enough. That it's like, OK, I can do this for a living. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine as such. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, like, can you imagine how hard it must be for someone who's, like, 20 years old, you know, going to train as a wrestler you're, or just <clears throat> out of training, getting on the road and having to deal with that mentality of, okay, you're the hottest thing. Okay, I'm done with you. Okay, you're the hottest thing. Okay, I'm done with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, having, how do you build a career on on, on something that – on popularity that's so disposable. I I I, I want to disagree a little bit with that. And you know, I, I'll cite a few examples and you know, these are these are my examples from my experience and I don't know if they hold true with everybody else. Uh, but I, I I don't think the internet is a big well, I can't say that. I don't know if the internet is as big of a reason why as maybe beef said, because like for me, I don't go to a bunch of different wrestling websites and look at stuff. If I see an article scrolling through my Facebook, I'll share it in the group chat. And it's usually like speculation, you know, or, or rumor or like, Hey, maybe this is happening. Or Hey, maybe this guy's going here. Or, hey, did you hear about Ric Flair getting tanked backstage? It's not, you know, crapping on wrestlers and, you know, like, Hey, I hate this guy. Oh, you hate this guy. Hey, me too. Let's hate them together. Like, I, that's not me. I get bored with the same old, same old. You know, the John Cena constant push, the Roman Reigns constant push. I get bored with them. Now, if you look at guys who were around during the internet era that people honestly really didn't get bored with. When they were a heel, they got booed. When they were a face, they got cheered, regardless of the internet. Uh, you know, I, again, I hate to do it, but it's a tried and true. You cite Chris Jericho. When he was a face and his music hit, people cheered him. There weren't, there were not crowds of boos for Chris Jericho when he was a face. When he was a heel, everybody was booing. And the same thing with Edge. When Edge came out, when he was a face, people cheered for him. There weren't, you know, cheers over here and boos over here. It was everybody was cheering for Edge. And when Edge was a heel, it was everybody's booing Edge. So I, I see these guys, and it's like, well, they were around during the internet era, and this didn't happen to them. Yeah, so I don't think that it's I don't I think it's I think it's the playbook reason. You I, know, I, they did different things with Edge and with Punk uh, and with Jericho, and they never got they never got looped into that. You know, oh great, they're back. We hate them. 
Well, and you're you're kind of seeing it, and I could be wrong, but watching NXT, you're kind of starting to see that happen with Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's there. Like you could you could feel it bubbling under the surface. And it may man, it breaks my heart because Johnny's so good, but this white face baby meat thing doesn't It's done. It's over with, man. Uh the the only guy who I think can pull off the white face baby meat anymore <laughs> is really Finn Balor because he every so often taps into the demon. So people will ride that train to get to that stop. Right. And I think that there was a long period there between um last SummerSlam, last year's SummerSlam when he beat Corbin and who, when when uh I think I think it was uh, the 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 Survivor Series before. So damn near a year where he didn't have the demon and there were I I I won't it felt like things were getting kind of a little tense with him and people were kind of losing their patience because you're you both are right that the whole like I'm the best and I'm a smiling baby face shtick is is done, man. Like stick a fork in it and you know throw it out. It's finito. I honestly think it's no. You no. I'm 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 just you know you, you got to have depth and you have to have character behind it. That's why guys like Edge and God help me Randy Orton work because. Yeah. They don't just do the normal shtick. They play themselves to the nth degree, and that's why they get over so easily. I think it's a lack of variety, too, in some of these characters. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of variety in John Cena. After he was done with the rapper gimmick and he was on to the white-faced baby meat saluting, kissing the dog tag Marine, people got really bored because there was no variety. Same with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes out, gets up on the ropes, spear, done. There's no variety. When you look at when you look at characters who have been successful in the internet age, you know, when you look at Jericho, Orton, uh, Finn Balor, Edge, these guys always had variety in their characters. And that's what kept them fresh, and I think that's what kept people really engaged in their characters. If you look at all the successful characters who, when they were faces, they got cheer, when they were heels, they got booed. They had variety in their characters. The people who are supposed to be faces but getting nothing but booed and crapped on, it's because there's no variety. It gets very stale very, very fast. People want variety. It's not that people want instant gratification. I'm sure some people do. But people want variety. Look at Daniel Bryan. He's another great example. People cheered for Daniel Bryan when he was an underdog, when he was a face. They wanted him to win. And even after he won, they still wanted him to keep winning. But then when he turns heel and he's the, you know, freaking hemp champion or whatever. I love that. People booed him. By the way, good job buying that. Booed. Good What's job that? buying that belt on 2K20, Tom. <laughs> You're welcome, Poop. But, you know, people were supposed to boo him and they booed him because he had variety. You've got to give these. You've got to give people the opportunity to have variety. And if you're just going to hamstring somebody into a role, they're going to get typecast in their role, and people are going to get tired of it. And even if you try and change, I mean, but there are some people who can, again, par- to borrow that phrase from Beef, ride that wave. And then when they do change, it's like a complete rebirth of their character. For example, Bailey. Like, she turned heel. And, and it's wonderful. It's, the oh, skies it's, opened up, oh. and there are choruses of angels singing, and it's just—it's exactly what you need. She is 
such a good heel. It's disgusting. <clears throat> See, it right is... there, that's that's variety in the character. How much, and you know, be honest with yourself or be honest with me. How much would you have loved right back in the heat of things when John Cena was the getting booed all the time, constant smile, saluting? How much would you have loved to have seen him have a heel turn and just crap on the fans, just be a swarmy heel, do underhanded things in the ring to win? I would have loved it. I, I would have loved it. I personally it would have loved it too. It would have been great. And and I'm sure people would have gone along with it and booed him and been like, yeah, boo. But I really feel like had he done that, depending on the moment when he chose to make that turn, people would have cheered him. And there, yep. right there's the opportunity where you could have had your next Steve Austin. That's exactly what happened with him. Man's not he wrong. He was a heel. He was a heel. But and people cheered him because you, they they could uh, – what's the word? Um, they could they could uh, commiserate with him and they could yes. sympathize because he was, he was the definition of like the working class anti-hero for that time. And I think like you still have rumblings of that in, in today's society too. You, you have – I don't, I don't, I don't want to go on a political tirade, but I go will for just it. say, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna say, in the culture of things, would you guys agree that people are kind of like, uh, kind of like bubbling under the surface, kind of waiting for a revolt again, like just, yeah, yeah man, they're waiting you know? for the anti-hero to come up and fight the boss, which is what they tried to do with Roman Reigns, and failed, yeah, and what they kind of sort of tried to do with kevin owens and had a modicum of success and now hey that's gone it's yeah. what they had with punk and they kind of fucked it yeah they sure did triple h brought out his golden shovel and that was that <coughs> yeah bring out that golden <laughs> shovel but, but here's the thing like wow uh, that so was really good beef yep. so many times I, I hate to say it uh to, to the point <laughs> that we were talking earlier about things being very formulaic i think no matter what any any anytime somebody's character becomes stale, if they're a face, then obviously the way you know it 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 is formulaic, but it works. Like if somebody's a face and they're not getting over, you turn them heel. Look at Alexa Bliss. Look when she was all sparkly glitter. You know I'm I'm a little fun cheerleader or whatever down in NXT. Then they turned her heel and put her with uh with uh, uh Buddy Murphy and uh, fucking Wesley Blake. Oh my god, that that was Great. the best thing that happened to her. Oh yeah, and and look, look at uh, the, the best example. Even you know, way back in the day, look at look at Hulk Hogan. He was at at the end, near the end of what he was getting up in the golden years of his career. Yeah, he was still a household name, but the whole oh, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, yep. and Hulkamania, blah blah blah, blah, brother. Hulkamania was getting stale. Hulkamania yep. was getting stale, and he turned heel, and that was like the biggest quintessential thing that happened in all of pro wrestling for how long? Like, oh, a long, still, long time. We that, still that was, talk about it. That was one of the most non-marky, like, okay, this is a thing we do moment when people literally threw trash in the ring. Exactly. Like, yep. That was a guttural reaction. That wasn't, oh, we're well, going to an ECW show, so we got to throw trash in the ring. You know what I mean? That was right. people that were, like, they felt Legit betrayed. Like, oh, yeah. That's, a prime, yeah. that's a prime example of, of WCW doing something right. Yeah. Was well, let's what not they did forget with Hulk about Hogan. 
Let's not Go forget ahead. about The Rock, too. The Rock was a white-faced baby meat, and the fucking fans were having none of it. Die, Rocky, <coughs> die. Yep. Let's not forget Die, can, Rocky, die. Can I just say and how I, happy... And I don't understand... I, I'm sorry, let me just get this out real quick. I, I promise it'll be fast. Go ahead. I don't understand why... That's what she said. You know... Hey. Vince McMahon, for as insane and, you know, as stupid, honestly, as he can be sometimes, you know, you... I don't know. I don't know how he doesn't look back on these guys and go... Hold on. Stone Cold, one of the biggest guys in my company ever. The Rock, one of the biggest guys in my company ever. You know, those two guys right there are prime examples of things were stale, things were boring. People, like you said, die, Rocky, die. People did not want to see him come out and slap hands and be all smiley and yay me. People didn't want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and be the ringmaster, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can tell you why. They Ransom. should have been doing this with Cena. They should have been doing it with Ransom. Uh-huh. Uh, Ransom. Oh. They should have been doing it with uh, um, <laughs> Roman Reigns. What a, wow. what a Freudian wow. slip. I'm already a heel. It doesn't matter. Turn face then. Ransom turns face. Holy shit. I tried that last week. It didn't work. I know. I thought <laughs> no, it worked no, great. It didn't work. I thought it, it didn't work great. out. It was terrible. I, I mean, I, I, that, I'm, much, that... I'm much more comfortable in a heel role than I am in a face role. I can't do that. It's easier um, to be the bad guy. <laughs> To be, I, fair, to, be fair, like, to be fair, our viewership was up like. To be fair, viewership was up like thirty per, or um, like two hundred percent last week. So I mean, ransom. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe. Where are you getting these statistics? Fucking YouTube analytics, man. Beef monitors that shit like it's going out of style. Well, I at least sure somebody do. does. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's the. Uh... He's the Dave Meltzer of uh, the wrestling podcast. He's oh, our no. <laughs> he's, yes. He's our librarian. Um... Uncle, Uncle Beef. Oh no. Uncle, Uncle Beefy. Beef Uncle Beefy. So wait, wait, wait. Can I just say really quick, really quick. Can I Go just ahead. say how happy I am we all casually say white face baby meat? Yeah, I know, right? It makes oh, me yeah. laugh really hard. Um, Put that on a shirt. Yep. yep. Um I'll, to answer your question, Ransom, it's very simple. Um why they didn't do it with Cena compared to why they did it with Rock and uh and Austin. One, they needed to back then. They they needed to take chances because they had WCW's competition. They didn't have that with uh they didn't have that with Cena. There was no there was no other competition around. So Vince well, that's a just, good call. Yeah. So Vince just kinda put it on cruise control. And two, it's not the attitude era anymore. As much as some of us would like it to be or not to be in certain aspects, in the in the vein of people taking chances with their characters. It's not the attitude era anymore so unfortunately they're not going to do that and they can't get away with nearly as much as they could back then um so i mean that's that's pretty much i would say the two biggest reasons why well here's now. something on and that note i'm gonna to i gotta go grab a drink so talk amongst yourselves do it steve dave <laughs> go on beef okay <laughs> talk so, amongst so, yourselves, so just just, just a real, real quick thing about Cena though. Had so we we were all foaming at the mouth for a Cena heel turn, and and, and there, there were rumors that it, that it was almost happened a couple times. But had Cena turned heel, would he be the big success that he is now? And I don't think we can argue that he he's he is a he is on his way to being a big success. He's done a lot of movies. He's done a lot of shows. He's very entertaining. But so if you take Cena and you make him a bad guy. And have him shit all over these fans. Does that hamper his success now? I say no because 
you know, I hate to do it, but now, I go back and now, I sign the rock. I was going to say, but, but before you say this, think about this. You 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 may you you may be thinking that people can kind of separate things out, but let's not forget IWC Clearfield. As awesome as it was, those kind of fans are out there where they can't really separate show versus reality. They think that somebody's being a dick because they're being a dick. So I think those fans are are a lot fewer nowadays than they were back before the internet. Agreed. Like, you know, I think like yes. the the dumb, dumb hillbillies are, are, you know, they're the ones that can't separate the whole like, well, he said a bad thing in the ring. He must be a terrible person. They took you know, their like jabs! I, they, 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 they hurt my furlings! You know, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I I'm think, sorry, I think that was really would, good. That was really good. I, like I think Cena would be a success. I really do, because I think that um, you know, it happened with The Rock. <clears throat> the Rock was a face first, and then he became the awesome heel of the nation. Then he went back to a face, and then he was a corporate heel. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So The Rock can do it. And look, as much as you might not like to, you know, say it or whatever, <clears throat> uh, Batista, he's done it. He was a face Damn and it. a heel with a face and a heel. Yeah. He left being a heel. He went on to, you know, star in the, you know, Marvel franchise. You know, say what you will about his character, you know, in in Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever. He's a star of the Marvel franchise. People know Drax the Destroyer. They know Dave Bautista. He's been in a James Bond movie. He's he's done much more than Cena has done on on the big screen. You know, so credit where credit is due to Dave Bautista. He he was a heel. You know, plenty of times, and he was able to make that transition over into Hollywood. Not as big as The Rock, but still bigger than John Cena, bigger than CM Punk. So I definitely think that, you know, whether you're heel or face in the ring, if you want to transition your brand into the movies, if you want to go outside of wrestling and get into acting, I think for me, that just shows a wider range that you're able to be successful at if you could be successful as a hero and be successful as a villain that makes you just that much more marketable for somebody saying hey we're looking for a villain let's hire batista hey we're looking for a face a funny guy in a superhero movie let's call dave batista i like this is you know uh, in a way like us sitting here and saying like what like what is kind of wrong with like these dynamics that kind of persist and everything. The fact that we are having this discussion and that a lot of people are kind of seeing the writing on the wall with it is really exciting to me because that means that there is a change, like more changes coming in the next couple of years, like overall. I think there will. And I think you're right. I think especially with AEW now coming in and I, I I'm betting that as guys get successful in AEW, having maybe that blended character of well, sometimes they come out in their face. Sometimes they come out in their heel. I, I think that just gives people in WWE maybe a little bit more opportunity, but I could also be dead wrong because Vince McMahon is stuck in his ways and he's going to be one of those guys that says, I don't care what the guys in AEW are doing. You're a good guy and you're always going to be a good guy. Well, doesn't that, matter if you're getting booed up and down. You're still going to be a good guy. Roman Reigns. That guy, I, I'm telling you, McMahon, Give it. I know we keep saying it. We've said it how many years now? But give it time. One of two things is going to happen. He will be forced to retire, or uh, the powers that be upstairs will cause him to retire. I.e., he'll die. 
Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes, forced retirement by God. The best kind of retirement. <laughs> but I think Triple uh, H understands the difference. Like, I think Triple H sees it and goes, you know, look how long he was a, a face in DX. After Shawn Michaels left and he was the face of, you know, he was the leader of DX, they were a face stable. You know, people loved DX. You know, they wanted to see their fun antics, this, that, and the other thing. Then Triple H reinvented himself and became the heel. He got rid of the tights. He put on the trunks. He brought out the sledgehammer. And then, he, you know, he's a guy that has been able to transition back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, he comes out one week. He's with DX. Everybody loves him. He comes out next week. He's with Evolution. Everybody hates him. So I think Triple H has that vision where he can see variety is good. You know, not just these same old stale baby white white meat baby face characters. White white baby face meat white meat face baby face meat meat face. Yeah, meat. So this. I want my baby meat baby meat baby meat. I want my face meat. And I love whenever there's not a lot of stuff happening that we can have these kind of discussions that kind of like go, you know, between all eras because I think I think that these discussions are important. However, I do want to mention. By the way, uh, there is an IWC event coming up next Saturday, uh, November 2nd. Uh, winner take all, and it is shaping up to be a wonderful card, gents. Um, I, you know, I, I really want to get down there for it. I, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I don't think we as the P3 crew are going to make an appearance at this one, but I think we may uh, have some representation. I hope, anyway. I, but, I was hoping uh, to go to it, but I think our schedule here at home is, is going to be packed up on that day so as much as i want to go i don't think i'll have the availability i i will see if i can literally if i can afford to swing it because this is one of those this one of those pay periods and the months where like every bill falls on one paycheck yeah yep i hear you if if i'm gonna end up going it's gonna be a last minute thing uh but either way if beef if you end up going uh you know let me know uh if Anybody's gonna go. I'm sure we'll we'll hook up in the chats and stuff like that and uh, figure something out. But yeah, it's so it's, gonna is... last minute, it's gonna be a last minute thing if I if I do. oh yeah I, I want and, and we'll, really bad. We'll 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 definitely reconnoiter that. But I mean, like this is basically kind of sort of their big show. This this is basically their WrestleMania, uh, hence the name Winner Take All. Uh, and you have a lot of like really great storylines coming to a conclusion, uh, like the, uh, the the explosion of Team Storm. Uh, which is going to be uh, Argos versus Rhino, obviously at the uh, the main event for the IWC Heavyweight Title in a uh, Extreme Rules match, but also in uh, RC Dupree versus uh, Jack Pollock, who actually uh, cost RC Dupree the, uh, the the title of uh, the high stakes title. Um, you're going to see the Mandime versus uh, Johnny Patch for the uh, the Super Indie title. You're going to see some Impact stars like Brian Cage coming back to face. Uh, I believe he's facing Andrew Palace, and then. Um, You'll see, you're seeing the uh, the Impact Tag Team Champions of the North take on the IWC Tag Team Champions, the main event, in a literal winner-take-all match uh, for both sets of titles. Um, the main event, oh, by oh, the way, oh. are, are, are super, super good. Uh, I'm excited. I, I really want to see them. Cage Palace is going to be nuts. Yeah. Oh, and even um, the, 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 the one guy from the six-man match that really stood out for me, which was uh, the country hammer, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jamie Jamison. Yeah, Jamie Jamison, easy for me to say, uh, taking on Dan Hooven in the in, in the high-stakes title match on the pre-show should be phenomenal. So, oh, I bet that was uh, a hardcore yeah, really good match. 
Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Lebanon Don versus uh, Jimmy Vegas, who ended Dude, up winning the fight. Who ended up winning can, the uh, the battle royal? Can we make Lebanon Don the official, like the official P three podcast wrestler? Huh? Like, oh, can, right? please. I, I, I don't know, well, man. Like, well. I'm. I'm I'm a pretty big mark for the champ, dude. Like I, I am too. I am well, too. But like, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the really what the the one that should represent us would be Bulk Nasty. Because no, he's the one who would represent <laughs> Ransom. <laughs> yes, I can identify with him so much. I don't but want any part of this. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I disavow all of this. Why um, am I here? <laughs> you know. It, it, uh, regardless, uh, you so you know. You, you guys heard us talk about, you know, to our hearts content last week, how awesome it was uh, in Clearfield. And, you know, the, the shows in Elizabeth are basically what Clearfield was, but dialed to 11. And like I said, this is kind of their big blow-off event. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you can expect a night of great wrestling. So that's next Saturday. Um, tickets available on the uh, the IWC website, IWCWrestling.com. Um, you can get your front row seats there. You can get uh, regular um floor tickets and then there's obviously general mission at the door as well uh but don't wait because i'm sure these tickets will go fast so there's my little iwc plug for tonight what else we got gentlemen um oh, hey i want to talk about a quick uh just a quick little note of speculation whether it's way far off or not and um, after we do after we do that do we have a stump the chumps at all we do in fact awesome so anybody in the wrestling community if if you haven't seen, if you go online, and I don't know where he posted it, whether it was Instagram or Twitter or whatnot, but Randy Orton post, posted a picture of himself next to some door, and on the door it had Elite on it, and he was just pointing at it and smiling. Yep. My man, I was I was just going to bring this up. Yes, sir. And then didn't he, didn't he tag like the a revival, bunch of, you know. Luke uh, Harper. Yeah. Yep. Um, he tagged, uh, uh, didn't he tag Elias? the Bucks? No, he, he did he, he tagged he, a bunch he, of current WWE guys yeah. that, you know, are kind of floundering or maybe even have we, publicly stated that they want out. We talk so much about how good, like, multiple people would be over in um, uh, AEW. AEW. We have never, never mentioned how good Elias would be over there. Uh, Dude, I had oh, no idea yeah. that he was even on the fence, man, but from the sounds of it... It sounds like he may. I mean, and and the weird thing is, like Elias has never been wanting for a push. Like they've always seemed to have his back. I mean, he's never really had a title, but he's always been like a, a guy who's had a spotlight, literally no, and figuratively. He's had a spotlight, but but it's just, a goofy like, can spotlight. Can you think of a memorable match that this man has had? Nope. Like they've either always been real quickies, mm -hmm. real squashes, or just yeah. You know, I, like I, I think of a Santino Morella match. Like they've been yeah. jokey hokey matches. He's never had a good opportunity <laughs> to spotlight in a match. And with Randy Orton tagging all these, you know, current WWE guys, quite a few of them who have expressed interest in the past or have even made it very publicly known on Twitter that they want out, with him tagging all those people, it could be one of two things. It could be, you know, it's it's public knowledge that Randy Orton's contract is coming up pretty soon. Maybe oh, he is that. yeah. Oh yeah. His contract's coming up pretty quick, and maybe he's feeling stale in WWE. Maybe he wants to try something new, you know, and maybe this is kind him. of like a hint that says, hey, you know what? Maybe I will try to go here. If, Honestly, I wouldn't blame him. No, I wouldn't you, either. You, and, and, if, and another person who I think that we've never talked about, but could you imagine how good he'd be in AEW is Randy oh. Orton. 
Oh, he's amazing. Could yeah. you if imagine? If you want to talk about a guy, if you want to talk about a guy right now who is a first ballot Hall of Famer who has all the accolades, you know, he 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 had the, he, he was a blue chipper. He was, you know, second generation talent. He is, you know, what was when the state was he's third Pisa generation player. Oh, third, yeah, yeah third. Me, third generation. He yeah, sold shit, every beef, single you historian. My bad. He's 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 held every single major title. He's you know he's won Royal Rumble. He's won Money in the Bank. Basically, the only thing he hasn't done, he's been Soul Survivor. The only thing he's never done is he's never won King of the Ring. But outside he's, of that, hold on, he's never been U.S. champion either, though. Really? I don't think has he, he has. been Universal champion. No, no, no. But that, but that, that you, I mean, you, you can't really consider that because it's been around for a cup of coffee. That's true. But my but my point is is that Randy Orton's pretty much done everything that he can do in WWE, and he basically is kind of floundering between face and heel, face and heel. He's getting kind of the big show treatment. Well, he's which, oh yeah, oh wow, he is. Which is which is rough for a guy like Randy Orton who has every bit of charisma, every bit of like mic work, every bit of in ring talent. Oh Man, yes, like. We so so Randy Orton's been a dick, and and for that there's a lot of hate for him, and understandably so. And he's like capital A number one white meat fa white oh my goodness white face baby meat Easy whenever he is say. right whenever he <laughs> is like a face sometimes like he gets to that point where it's like oh my god Randy just turn heel and he does and everybody goes nuts and it's great, it, but it, he just is a heel. Randy Orton is a he heel. Is. So, I mean, like, he, you know, you put a guy with that kind of package against Giggity. some of the guys in yeah. AEW now. <laughs> Thank you, Poot. I was just okay, about to I... Wait. <laughs> Wait. Go on, Beef. My point is that I think that he would absolutely flourish in AEW with some of those great matchups. Forget about it. Even, oh. even, even Orton versus Cody, <laughs> like, they, they have a past. And I think you could ride that fucking match and get probably, f- ideally, three or four, maybe five pay-per-view main events out of Cody versus Orton alone. Easily. And they would all be very entertaining. Uh, damn, you know, I, I'm willing to say probably blockbuster matches. So the thing with me is, is with this Randy Orton thing, I feel like it's it's one of two, maybe three things. It's Randy Orton doing that just to be a dick to the fans because Trolling he knows right. that the fans would lose their mind. Like, oh, Randy, it's going to go to AEW. Randy goes, ah! People would go nuts over it. And then he resigns. He's like, just, <laughs> no, I got you. You're all idiots. It's that, or it's he posts that, tags these guys in it to maybe give WWE a little bit of a wake up call to say, oh, He's thinking of leaving. Maybe he's thinking of something new. Maybe we should give him, you know, a f- something fresh to do here to keep him interested. But they're and to keep him here. They're not. Or in- it could be. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, or it could be, you know, a, a genuine threat. You know, it could be Randy Orton has finally decided that, you know, even though he hasn't publicly come out on Twitter and said, you know, hey, I've requested my release or I'm not going to resign. Blah blah blah. Maybe he's gotten to the point where he's saying to himself, you know what, I do want something new, I want something different, and I'll go to AEW for a little bit, and I'm Randy Orton. If I want to come back to the WWE, they'll have me back. Like because, Moxley. let's face do, it, they would. I don't... Yeah, just, I, just, just, just like Moxley, do everything good on the way out, and then, you know, leave, leave yourself a bridge to come back. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. I don't... Yep. 
I don't think the reason or the reason that they wouldn't do it really do anything with Randy Orton. Like they're not doing anything with him except carting him out to get a pop or you know, whatever, what have you. The reason they're not doing that. Squash Ali, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, the squat. Well, like, I mean, doing stuff like that. Like, kind of like, not like out of character for Randy Orton, but it's kind of like clearly like, all right, what's the point of this? You know what I mean? They're not, I don't think they want to put him in a program that's super high profile or for a title because they're like, Randy, how old are you? Yeah, you don't got much left in the tank. Because in WWE, unless you're a Ric Flair or an Undertaker, or somebody like that where they go. Or a Triple H. Or there's tons of there's tons of money pouring out of this person. Unless there's all that money to be made with their name and their legacy and everything <clears throat> like that. You know what the problem is? They 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 have like there's like a limit. It's like maybe like around 36, 37, where they just go, You you're you know, you're you're okay, we'll keep you around just in case we need you for X, Y, or Z. But we're never going to make you a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, I feel that's like a very that's, good possibility. I feel like that's the case. Like, I mean, they just keep him around like this, and uh, it's depressing. Oh, by the way, really quick to bring up before we get into uh, hot tag trivia and uh, stump the chumps. Really quick. Did you guys see what happened after Raw this week? No. So, apparently... Uh, I heard about it, yeah. So, okay. Apparently... They had a universal title match. Not just a universal title match. They had a universal title match with The Fiend in a cage. Okay. Right? Wait, what? Yeah. Stop. In a cage. Yeah. Fiend in a cage, off TV, off Raw. Same red light effect. Same same red light effect that they had to sell on itself. Oh, God. I'm I'm starting to have an aneurysm already. Wait for it. I'm going to pop that aneurysm. You ready for this? Oh, fuck. Seth Rollins won clean. Oh, Seth, Seth Rollins won clean, and it was him crawling out after multiple stomps. It was kind of the same thing without all the garbage at the end of all the stuff piled on top of Bray. It was he crawled out of the cage, like out the door. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy Just- that I don't have to buy you three idiots steaks in a year. So happy. Just how you want to make your 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 big-time champion look Weak and shriveling and crawling out of cage, not winning in it, not not winning by you know count or um by pinfall or submission. No, he's crawling out the cage to escape. What yep. what man? They have botched Seth Rollins something fierce. I mean, you can They're say what you will about fiend. you can no. say what you will about the fiend, and you're not wrong. But Seth Rollins, man, like and yes, he he has shot himself in the foot several times this year. We we we've been over that, but man, they have fucked him good and proper. They're fucking the fiend too. Oh, this hardcore. dude should not be in dark matches. This dude should not be losing clean. In my opinion, this dude should not be losing at all. You want to build him up as this big, scary, you know, just this apocalyptic thing, and you have him lose clean in a dark match. Can you imagine what their match is going to be like in Saudi Arabia? No, and I don't want to because I'm not going to fucking watch it. I don't care. Fuck Saudi Arabia. I can't wait. I can't wait. No matter what happens in that match, it's going to be garbage because it's either going to be you make your champion look like a a weak pile of shit, like Beef said, or you make the Fiend look like a weak pile of shit, or you do another one of these stupid, oh, ref calls it matches, or some goofy thing happens where it's like, oh, no, with you know, hokey finish. And it's just going to be trash. 
They've botched and, this so bad. And that's why that's that's why they're doing this in Saudi Arabia, so that the U.S. fan base cannot turn their back on it and go, "Oh man, this sucks," and boo Seth Rollins out of the country. They're They'll not going to the boo same. him there. But can, look that's at what I'm saying. Think of the heat whenever you come back. The well, they're, they're, they're going to do the same thing. They're, they're going to do the same thing they did after Hell in a Cell. They'll keep Seth Rollins off a show or two and then bring him back as some sort of a sympathetic sympathetic baby face. Maybe he'll help Rusev get his wife back. Who knows? Uh, but they'll, uh, they're, they're smart about it. You know, give them this. Like, they may put themselves in the worst positions, but once they have fucked everything up, they go, okay, how do we get on damage control for this? And they're pretty good at yeah, damage control. The, the, because, goal, I, I, the goal is to no. not have to do damage control. Yeah, but they're I good at damage control because they're always in damage control mode because something is always fucked up. So they're always like, okay, how do we fix this? Yeah, but no, I, I won't give them anything. I won't. Because doing That's what fair. they're doing, doing what it they're doing fresh. is literally like shooting yourself with a gun in the foot and going, well, I have a bullet wound to the foot. I could put a Band-Aid on it or I could go to a hospital. Yeah, you're making the best choice by going to the hospital, but you still shot yourself in the foot. And then not only do you do that, two weeks later you come home and you go, huh, I wonder what this does. You shoot yourself in the other foot and then go, well, look, I'm going to do the right thing and go to the hospital and not just put a Band-Aid on it. No, you're still stupid. You still made two terrible decisions, and no matter what you do after those terrible decisions, you still ultimately made a terrible decision. WWE shoots themselves in the foot and immediately goes, why would the fans do this to us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are they shooting all over our product? Why are they booing our guys? What Goddamn sparky fans. Yeah, just, right. It's just, it's just, it's just like that, that, that meme with that guy. What, what the oh, hell is his name? With the, with the hair? Yeah, yeah. Why would Eric... the fans do that? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, um, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Yes. Why, yeah. Why would the fans do this to us? Like it's the same <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, uh, it's gonna hey, be disappointing. About... No matter what way you slice it, it's gonna be disappointing because look at what they're doing here in the states already. This Saudi Arabia show with The Fiend and Seth Rollins is going to be a letdown. Yes. Maybe maybe they'll pull something out, but I can't see how they can. No. I honestly can't. No, they won't. They they, they won't. Um, um, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be super negative because I have more or less removed myself from the product. I'm trying to watch, you know, bits and pieces here, things that are important. But for the most part, yeah, it's uh, you know, there's 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 no easy way out. Hey, is uh, is NWA uh, Power. uh Pebbles doing Power. anything? Yeah, Power. Dude, it's fun. Are they doing anything? It's fun. Like that's all I have to I say. I haven't it. seen any. Uh, isn't it on? Isn't it on today? Doesn't it come I on think like so. Tuesdays? Apparently, our boy, uh, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Anderson is uh was was on last week and he's open to coming back and apparently Nick Aldis looks like a million bucks so you he know does. It, it, it's he funny really you mention that that's another guy that I would really mark out hard seeing him go to AEW. Who Nick if Ken Anderson if Ken Anderson can uh, find Anderson. his way to AEW I would lose my Oh hell yeah he'd be a perfect be, fit. I uh, mean I was going to say he though and I understand I'm kind of going back on my point here <clears> but he's getting a little long in the tooth isn't he? He is, but but they could they could bring him in for for somebody to kind of like I hate to say it to compare it to WWE standards, but like a part time program or something. Because I mean, look at Jericho. Jericho's well. Jericho's, uh, Jericho's the oldest person they have besides Tully Blanchard. Fuck 
who cares? Uh, but oh, fucking Tyler Blanchard. Oh my yeah, god, exactly. I'm so terrible now. I know exactly. Uh, I already touched on that, anyways. Uh, but what? No, Jer- I mean, uh, Tully Blanchard just fucking up the the messing up one the spots match. all over the place. Oh, messing wow. up the spot, like should have been a blatant disqualification in front of a ref, but it oh, wasn't. Oh yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. But no, Jer- I mean, Jer- you know, Jericho's up there in age, but he can still go. So I mean, if Anderson can go. And they can and they can find a spot for him creatively. Why not? I think he I think he would fit in well. Let's be real though. Ken wrong. Anderson is not Will Ospreay. Ken, Ken Anderson has not been like riding or or, or okay. Ricochet. He's yeah, not been Ken... riding his body real hard. Like he's <clears throat> yeah. probably still got quite a few years left. I was That's gonna say, and, and 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 Jericho is no Will Ospreay either. And Ken Anderson exactly. Well, they've 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 taken care of their bodies. Like yeah. and, and no no offense to Ricochet or Will Ospreay, they're amazing. But man, like they're they, they are literally like pulling the car out of the lot and going 110 miles an hour for as long as they can, and then whenever the transmission blows up, they go, "Huh, didn't expect that to happen." Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot. They have How a can lot I do lower this to shelf my body? life. <laughs> exactly. Like, How could my body give up on me like this? And just like and 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 just like seeing a car going 110 miles an hour, it's like, oh man, that's awesome! And you watch it, and it's cool because it's not your car, and it's like, man, that was cool to see, and then it blows up, and you're like, oh man, that sucks, but it was still cool to see. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it it, it it sucks for those two, but hey, you know, at least they're making memorable matches now, or at least at least Osprey is <laughs> while they Ricochet. can. Poor right. poor Ricochet, yeah, exactly, while they can. All right, what do you say we get on to some hot tag trivia and such? Yeah, we yeah, we've, we've been digesting all over the place. Yeah, let's let's stump those chumps. Uh, our friend, the Meg Carmaniac, uh, who was uh, uh, always the guy that gives us the stump the chump stuff. Uh, but feels free, feels feels free, um, all of you out there Ooh, listening. We appreciate um, to, uh, we, we, we appreciate what, you. Is that what we appreciate about them? Oh, hey, how are you a, doing there, keyboard? Take about 10% off of their Tiger Bomb. Uh, so uh, get involved, guys and gals. Send us an email. Uh, Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your stump the chump questions, answers. Uh, I don't care the format. Just send me something. I don't care if I can participate. I just want to get something from somebody that's not the uh, the mid car maniac here. So, not that we don't appreciate you, mid car maniac. Right. We definitely we, we appreciate you. Exactly. I appreciate so. you a little bit less after you referenced uh, my wife's fantasy oh, football stats oh. last week. Speaking of which, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt, Beef. Uh, Ransom, do we have an idea? Of who that might be? We're not. We're not going to talk about it right now. Ah, uh, damn it! Uh, we're not. We're not. We're 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 not going to pull the mask off on the air. Ah, uh, come um, on! After, after, after we're done, match. that's P uh, so, P three podcast dark. Okay. Don't worry. After whenever dark, yeah, whenever I'm a hundred percent sure, I will. I, I absolutely blow this person up <laughs> call, on the show. Don't don't, don't, don't think I won't. <laughs> so the as soon as I'm a hundred ten percent sure, I will. All right. Well, so let's stumps. let's discuss afterwards. But go ahead. Uh, so the stump the chumps and and uh, well, I'm I'm not gonna give that hint. Uh, so the stump the chumps question this week: Rico, the former manager of Billy and Chuck, had a WWE career lasting about as long as Ransom enjoying anything. Wow, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I know exactly who it is now. Before entertaining, I'm sorry. Before entering wrestling, Rico competed and won on what quote unquote athletic game show? Oh, um, American Gladiators? American Gladiators, yeah. Dude, he's way too young to be on American Gladiators. No. You think it's American Gladiators? It's either American what? Gladiators or American Ninja Warrior. 
<clears throat> no, it wasn't American Ninja Warrior. No, it wasn't that. Um, what's the uh... most extreme elimination challenge? That's what I was thinking. Maybe most extreme elim elimination challenge. Maybe. Well, well okay. This is is it asking what? What did it say when he competed on that show? It did not. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I would think that it was probably in the earlier part of his career, and even still. Or he could have done it in between stints or something. I'm saying American Gladiators because that's the only so, athletic show that I can associate with him back then. Yeah, Gladiators. it had to have been so, American so, Gladiators. So Rico, here, but here's the timeline though. Rico was probably in his mid to late 20s during like the 05 run of Billy and no. Chuck. No, you're high. You don't think so? You're high. Hell no. He's older. Okay. Yeah, he's I in mean, his I, 50s now. Huh. Well. Yeah. I'll be damned. So I, 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 I guess American Gladiators could be a, a good, show, a, a good point. Um, I mean, if, if that's what the group consensus is, far be it for me to be a dissenter. Yeah, right. Um, huh. So, so, so we're voting. So, so we're voting American Gladiators then, right? Yup. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel bad for healing out last week. This is again the maniac. I feel bad for healing out last week. Uh, Hell in a cell in the draft caused me to act irrationally. Us two, mid-card, us two. Your answer <laughs> is that Rico competed and won on the first season, the first half season of American Gladiators in 1999. Yeah, it was. Wow. Tom, you, Tom, you're my boy. Yeah. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. You guys nailed it. That's, uh, I, I can't believe Rico was that old. Huh. And now, okay, and now watch me fail miserably at Beef's uh, hot tag trivia question to yeah, me this week, What's I'm the sure. order here? Uh, we said it earlier. Whatever. I forget. It's, uh, yeah. I was, I was uh, busy. Oh, it's uh okay. Uh, well, I see. You know what? Let's let's uh <laughs> let's have ransom start off. It goes ransom to beef, beef to me, me to poot, and poot to ransom. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I'm I'm okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So All you right, you, you guys good for that? Can I kick it off? Yes. So poot, I'm go, go. So I'm going to ransom. All right, ransom. Yep. So uh, someone we absolutely love to hate on this podcast is Jim Cornette. And we've admitted, oh, motherfucker, we've, motherfucker, we've, we we have agreed that we, you know, we go, we give him a lot of shit and we talk a lot of shit on him, but he does make valid points, right? He does. Oh, yes. Hey, oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Not, yeah. We've never taken away his credibility uh, in the business and what he's done and everything. We just think he's a dickhead, you know, and that would be if he was anything else. But. Jim Cornette has had a long storied career of being a very, very good mouthpiece and a manager. His very first protege in his managerial career was whom? His very first protege. Yep. What do you mean by protege? The person that he was the mouthpiece for and the manager for. What superstar, and this is not indicative of saying that it's someone in WWE, it's obviously not, but. Uh, who was the first person, basically, in his managerial career that he, like, like took care of? His first protege, the person he took under his wing to manage. Oh, boy. <clears throat> this is a bit of a deep cut, <coughs> but I think it's a really good one. Uh, can you give me a hint? Oh man. Um Okay, I'll tell you this. I'm going to give you a big hint. I'm going to eliminate basically half the field, not a man. Ooh. Ooh. 
right? He managed someone who wasn't a man. Who the hell? It's gonna. Now, is this somebody I would have heard of not watching? Oh yes. old territory days back then. Oh yes, yes, yes. It is. Yes. Oh yes, female wrestler. Oh who... yes. No, that's not a female. Um, Sounds like one. <laughs> Rest had tits like had tits like one. Oh, whoa. oh, all right. Well, ruined. Show's over. <laughs> See yourself out, son. I stopped the recording. Are we supposed <laughs> to stop the recording? See yourself out. <laughs> See yourself um, out. All right. So he managed a woman. Yeah. She's somebody I would have heard of. How the hell old back? That was that had to have been a long time ago. It was. Damn. Um. <clears throat> I don't think it was. I don't think it wouldn't have been like Mula. Would it have been Mula? Good question. She's pretty ancient. <laughs> Shit. She's the only one of the older ones I can think of. I was going to say, wait, is it mate? Are they both dead or just one of them? They're both. I think they both yeah, died. Both yeah. At this okay. point, they both died. I mean, it wouldn't have been, it would have been like a Lundra Blaze because that would have been. She would have become, come along way too late for that. Shit, the only old lady I can think of is freaking. Is freaking Moolah. Who the hell else? Who the hell else is that? Damn it, Poot. Um. I, I have a guess if you can't get it, Ransom, and I don't know why. I just yeah, I have. Pumped, I have an idea pump. bouncing around in mine too. I don't know. I, I wanna. I wanna say Mula because I'm really struggling to think of anybody else that old. Oh, uh, what? Uh, shoot, what was her name before she was that? Um, shit. Uh, before she was uh, sensational, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Martell. She's pretty old. Ooh. Oh, damn. Oh. I want to say Sherry Martell. Is that your final answer? I don't know answer? why. It's, Is that your it, final oh, answer? I don't know. It's Sherry Martell or Moolah. I don't think it was Moolah. I don't remember where all Moolah wrestled at. I'm going to say Sherry. I'm going to say Sherry, Sherry Martell. Sensational Ladies, Sherry. Final answer? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Alec Ransom is the king of pulling shit out of his ass. It was Sensational <laughs> Sherry Martell. Wow. Yeah, baby. Look at that. What territory was that in? I don't know. I just found it. It was It was when I was looking for a question, and I was like, that's a nice. good one. I don't think he'll get that. And the second you started saying, like, Moolah and Mae Young and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to dial it in. And he did. He did. Boy, I, I, I'm going to have to go and look that up now because I wonder what territory that was in. That had to be in the territory days. It, oh, it was. It absolutely was. It Honestly, absolutely if was. it if it wasn't if it wasn't her, my my next guess was going to be Wendy Richter for some reason. I that, was thinking uh, she was another Kai. one I didn't think of. Oh, that's another one I didn't think of. Damn. Did you say beef? Lalani Kai. I don't know why that that jumped to mind. No, but ransom. Good. Je just Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. You how are you not a detective or a crime scene <laughs> investigator? Like seriously. I'm too fat. Uh, Dooley, <laughs> yo, what does that have to do with yo, being a crime scene investigator? Absolutely. Well, you get, don't you have to be a cop first? I'm too fat to be a cop. No, you don't have to be no, a cop man, first. Look at, no. Look at 
look at look look at fucking Sipowitz, man. He he was he was the size of a dump truck, and he was a great detective. So <laughs> I mean, you know. Jake, hey, look, Jake look, and the Fat Man. Look at fat exactly. Man look at Columbo. <laughs> exactly, Columbo. Oh, man, my if God. I could be Columbo. Oh, that's it. We're calling that reference. Ransom, Ransom Columbo. Columbo's his <laughs> middle name. Ransom Columbo nasty. Yeah. Ransom... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. All, All right, right, so it's my turn now. Yeah, good I gotta, job. Wow. I gotta dial up my. Uh, Shit, man. I gotta dial up crazy. my browser here. Hold on. <laughs> I know I have it saved somewhere. There it is. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Okay, B first. So since you're. Uh, yeah. Since you were all in tonight on uh, on the ICW, so I'm going to ask you an ICW question. Or an IWC. Yeah, I mean, either one. you got to figure it out. Aren't there there <laughs> is an there is an ICW, though, is there not? There is. Uh, that, that, I think, I think, I think that's the Insane Clown Posse Wrestling, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not that. I don't, I don't know them. Um, <laughs> it's a two-parter. Go figure. Uh, I want you to tell me how many IWC champions there have been. Wow. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Uh, how many different times there have been in there has been an IWC champion crowned? So it could be repeat champions, uh, uh, but like, okay. so how many how many different times Title the changes. ICW championship yes has has changed hands? And I also want you to name me. Uh, the last five ICW IWC champions. I don't know why I keep saying ICW. Last five IWC champions, and how many times the belt has changed hands? Okay. Uh, so I got at least the last two as uh, Jackson Argos and then uh, Wardlaw. Um, beyond that, I'm a little sketchy. Um, well, you've always fuck. been beef, but oh, that's true. Uh, and that's I, what we honestly, appreciate about you. Is that what you appreciate think, about him? I think Valid Rhino was. I think I think Rhino was in the last five too somewhere. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I, know, I know Rhino has held it. Um, God. Uh, so title changes. I'm gonna say seventy-two. Uh, and uh, the last five, I'm gonna go. Yeah, Argos, uh, Wardlaw, Rhino. Um, uh, my head. Uh, was Chris Larusso IWC champion? I don't. I don't think he was. He was super indie, but never uh, IWC. Um, fuck. Um, I'll, I'll say Bulk Nasty and um, Jimmy Vegas. Okay. So for the sake of time, I'm just going to give the answers instead of letting, letting everybody else uh, think about it. Hang on, I, I just peed. I got to zip my fly up here. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Speaking of nasty, here we go. Get your dick out. Um, you super overshot the title changes. There have <laughs> of been 40. Okay. 40 title changes. Uh, and they went in uh, most recent to, I guess, less recent, in the last five champions. Jackson Argos, Wardlow, Jack Pollock, back to Wardlow again, and Andrew Pallas. Andrew Palace. Ah, right on. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, that brings me to my question. It's uh, super short and succinct for our very own favorite sponsor. Uh, and yes, I, will, I, I, I think we can call him our favorite sponsor at this point. Uh, casual Gaming Dad. Um, nah, you've nah, been. Nah. 
You've been playing <laughs> the uh, you you've been streaming the WWE 2K20 video game when and Facebook I'll be let you. and and I'll be doing more and and you know fuck the power the B you know I'll, I'll do what I want Facebook. Anyways. We are the nation Whoa. domination. Anyway, uh, so I want you to tell me who yep. was the very first cover athlete for for the WWE 2K series. Now I'm not talking about Raw versus SmackDown. I'm talking about WWE 2K, Ooh. which was WWE 2K14. Who was the first ever cover athlete? 2K14. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me let me think back because I honestly didn't get into the 2K games really at all. Um, so. I'm trying to think here for a second. Um, okay, when we know this year's, we know last year's was there. See, some of the years have had two different people on the covers, but I don't know when that all started. I know two K. Yeah, like it's like reversible. Yeah, last year was AJ Styles. I'll give you that. Yeah, last year was AJ Styles and also Seth Rollins. Um. Or maybe 18 was Rollins. Either way, 17 was Lesnar. I know 18 was Rollins. 18. Yes. Okay, so 18 was Rollins. Last year's was Styles. 17's was Lesnar. 16 was... Uh, trying to work my way back. Who had, like, those good years. <sighs> Shit. Uh, wait, okay, so let me think here for a second. 2K20 is this year but it's technically in 2019 so 2k14 would have been technically in 2013 okay uh cm punk final answer close um yeah can i take a shot yeah take a shot i'm gonna say um 2k14 was daniel bryan wasn't it uh, so was it Daniel Bryan or he? Or the... He was on a he was he was he was Daniel Bryan was on a reversible cover. I don't know if it was two K fourteen or not. Um, but but he was like because they they did a couple years where they they, they did like a reversible cover where there right. was like the one where where like it was packaged. Okay, but and who... then you could like get it and flip it. Well, I'm I'm was talking about the, the one that was like packaged. It was the Rock. It was the God great one. Yes, sir. Christ. Get fucked. All right. Whatever. The, the, wow. Tom hates The Rock. Oh, I, do, the I rock. do now for that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, because my, my only reason for picking Punk was the fact that he left. Uh, he quit the night after Royal Rumble in 2014. I was That was the last. That was his last WWE match. I was at that show here in Pittsburgh. Uh, so whatever. All right. That, that question was straight up. Uh, trash fire. Speaking of uh, dumpster fires, Poot. Oh, dude, you can't bring me down tonight, buddy. Go ahead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can. Speaking of dumpsters, yeah. Uh, I got a question about uh, a long, a long-standing favorite uh garbage wrestler of mine. Okay. Duke the Dumpster Droji. Give me his shoot name. Oh. oh. Duke the I'll Dumpster. Bring you down a peck. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That is um. I know his last name is actually Drozy. I know that. I know that's real, but what's his first name? Yep. Oh, is it... Is it... Is it... I want to say Steve Drozy, but I don't think that's right. Um...
Steve, Steve Drozzy, Frank Drozzy, Frank Drozzy? No. Bartleby Drozzy. Bartle, uh, Will <laughs> Winchester, Worcester, Herschel, Tabernacle, the third Drozzy. Indeed. Um, Indubitably. Um, Mike Drozzy? My, it's Mike Drozzy and Frank Drozzy both roll off the tongue for me. Fuck. Um, or is it? Or is it like a alliteration? Is it like Daniel Drozzy? I don't know. You tell me. Fuck, man, this is hard. So I'm like, if you were like his hit, like what's his what's his shoot last name? I got that. Nope. Um. Frank Dro Frank Drozzy sticking him. I gotta just I gotta just pick one. Beef, pick a number between one and four. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Two. Michael Drozzy. I hate you. What? Michael David Drozzy is his real name. <laughs> I wow. swear to God, you're, you're looking right this shit up. I swear to fucking God. Right yeah, he's not that good. Too, yeah, okay. You're not ransom. Can, you're not ra ransom. You're not can ransom. Re ransom can go ahead and reason out all that stuff. It is perfectly believable. But the second that I pull out a name out of my ass after going through a whole bunch and just asking me for a random number. Yep. Because well, Ransom's not coordinated enough to work his phone and the Google machine at the same yeah. time. My phone? Boy, that's super hurtful. Sorry. Hey, Beef, is you beef sound like... here or is that just me? Beef, you it sound is. like you're a thousand miles away there, cowboy. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I'm going to log back, log back in. Give me a second. All right. Well, professional as always. Well, now that he logged out, all right, let's end the podcast. Per Alec Ransom, Tiger Bob, Tom, and Poot the Bard. I'm, I'm Poot the Bard. Bye. Yeah, Suck yeah. it, Beef. Goodbye. <laughs> Suck it, Beef. Podcast over. Hardy fucking hard, you dicks. <laughs> oh, look who's back. It's uh, Johnny Mileaway. <laughs> oh, kid. Oh, I want that to be my indie name, Johnny Mileaway. <laughs> but spelled M-Y-L-E. Oh, man. Well, no. Uh, yeah, Michael David Drozzy was his, was his shoot name. And Jesus Christ. Anyways. God, Tom's so mad. I should. I am. I, I feel like I should have gone with Frank Drozzy if it would have just brought Tom's fucking spirits up. Hey, by the way, you. did you guys see the clip? Speaking of 2K20, no. did you guys see the uh, the clip that someone posted of like the glitches the and Charlotte like the, botch. the one that's gone viral is the Charlotte ref botch? No, I didn't. No, oh my god, I got. I'm gonna send, oh send, my. It, hold send on. it over the group chat because people have been asking me about like somebody was asking me about the glitches and i was like no i was like i downloaded an update today like before i even started playing i uh, and, uh, what does it do can you describe what it does okay so uh, yes we'll say it's did you send it's, it in the group we'll chat? say it's nsfw we'll put it that way so basically the ref is like glitched into like a permanent like indian style sitting he may be glitched halfway through the map but basically you can only see his upper <laughs> half right and yes. Charlotte locks in the figure four and then goes into the figure eight, right? But the ref is, like, in there trying to call the tap out. And him and Charlotte are, like, configuring themselves in, like, a very, like, Suggestive. almost 69-ish uh, uh, pose. It was, it's, it's, it's terribly <laughs> funny. Someone already, oh, added, someone already added the Brazzers logo to it. 
Somebody send that over the group chat, and uh, I, I sent something over the group chat as well. But uh, I'm trying to figure out how to how to share it. I'm gonna go to YouTube see if I can find it on YouTube. Oh my god, that shit tickled me to death, dude. Me and <clears throat> me and my our, our buddy Eric um will send oh. pictures back and forth of like innocuous pictures that we just add the Brazzers logo to. Nice. Um. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite memes. Uh, it's pretty funny. I typed in in the Google. By the way, I typed in WWE 2K20, and the first thing that showed up was Charlotte Flair glitch. Um, <laughs> wow! Um, they really botched that. Speaking of botching, um, oh, where is it? Um, well, spe speaking of botches, while Poot's figuring that out, Ransom, why don't you go ahead and thank the sponsors? Oh Lord! Speaking of botches, Casual Gaming Dad, catch him on the. Facegrams bookings. Um, you can book him for your local events at uh, <laughs> casualgamingdad.internet.webbrowser.metacalf. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? Slash Zanga. Zanga. Oh my god. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. I haven't had a Zanga page since I God knows. Oh, mine. I went. I'm, gonna, I'm starting one up for the P3 podcast here uh, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm um, to my so, space page while we're at it. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, check out uh, Casual Gaming Dad on the Space Mines on the my my pages. Um, <laughs> no, check him out on uh, Facegrams, Instabooks. Um, he does good stuff, good shit, good uh, good games, good game, everybody. Um, <laughs> Sean Tischler, <laughs> IWC. He's doing stuff. He's doing good stuff. Uh, much appreciative of uh, <clears throat> of all the stuff that he's roped us into. Um, super fun events. Uh, I, I, no matter how salty I get on any of these podcasts or, you know, how much I heal up in this uh, heel character, I can't heal out on IWC or, or Sean Tischler because, good Lord, it was probably the best wrestling I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, also, shout out to the to the Gould Gamings for the awesome uh, Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast t-shirts. Um, you can see those on the Casual Gaming Dad section of the, of the Gould Gaming website. So go there, get a shirt. Don't care what you do with it after you get it. I mean, wear it if you're a normal person, but, you know, like, do other stuff. Use it as a tablecloth if you buy a super fat version or, uh, you know, put put it in your cat if you're one of those crazy cat people. <laughs> I was going to um, I was gonna wear the, the Pittsburgh Piledriver podcast shirt to the show tomorrow, but I'm going to wear my casual gaming dad shirt. Casual. Aww. Fuck the world. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely repping rep the P3 shirt tomorrow night. There you go. Yeah, so am I. Man, I almost, Wow. I've been so salty this evening, I almost lost sight of the greater good that we're going to AEW tomorrow night. Holy fuck, and I've balls. Got, yeah, man. It's going to be a great fucking right show, too. Nice. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of good AEW talk on the next episode since uh, since three-fourths of the, of the P3 is going to go to the old AEWs. Uh, by the way, uh, once again, I will invoke the spirit of Ransom, so I will be the salty one tomorrow night. I will... I will take on that monumental task of being <laughs> shit on everybody. Shit on everybody, especially people yeah. in a crowd. Shit on them too. I will. I will. For you, the first, the first person, the first time somebody sits down next to you that's not a, a P three guy, just look at him and go, "Where's my forty nine ninety nine? Don't you see the shirt?" <laughs> I'm going to. I no balls. I'll do it. I'll if do you, it. If you, if 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 you can send me a video, like a very impromptu video, we'll fucking Facebook you, live that shit. Of you no, saying to some guy, shut down. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, I want you to send me a video. Fire that video cam recorder, McDoor, up on your phone, and just look at somebody and go, "You see this shirt? Where's my forty nine ninety nine? And then walk away. 
If you can send me a video of that, I'll cover your dinner for the next three times you come over here. Done. Damn. Done. Oh, that's... <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be a great day. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, oh, so if you, if you ever do listen what? to the show, you know, if you're, if you're Bob Harris and you listen to the show, um... Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. There's going to be a lot of good AEW talk coming out of these idiots. Watch. Yep. Hey, wa watch that video, and we'll close out on the chuckles. Let's do that. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm already in good spirits now. Um, I'll, I'll wait to watch the video because I'll wait till after we go off the. Yeah, off I the can't player. watch the video on my phone while yeah. I'm discording right. on my phone. That's right. fair. Well, um, then uh, for Beef the Legend, Tiger Bomb Tom, Alec Ransom. And the reigning, defending, undisputed, never going to get it beef, ain't going to come close again, Tom, chooserweight champion of the world, Pooch of the bitch. Bard. Baby, have a wonderful evening. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs>